511 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are super stoked for Brothers War coming up. Let's go. Or you're super excited for Brothers War coming up. Let's go. We are here for you. (laughs) I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's episode, we are getting you ready for the Brothers War pre-release coming up this weekend at your LGS. That's right. It is another classic Good Luck High Five Judge Judge Rob Rob episode. episode. We're going to have our good friend Judge Rob here to tell us all about how the mechanics of this set work. Yep. And also specific cards that might be tricky or have weird interactions so that you can go into your pre-release ready to play and with no uncertainties. Feeling cool, calm, confident, and another word that starts with C. Collected. Collected when you head to your local game store. And by the way, if you want to play this set as a pre-release, you're going to have to do it at your local game store because it doesn't release on Arena until next Tuesday. So a week from today, the, it the 15th. It is once again, ye old classic pre-release where it's happening at your the LGS pre-release. Yes. Uh, which Paper. is super, super exciting. So hopefully you'll be out there playing. Maybe we'll catch you out there playing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. We're, we're so excited. And by the way, for the Brothers War and for the next couple of sets, uh, you can draft at your pre-release too. <gasps> Gasp. So that's a new thing that they're trying out. That's right. You can just straight up regular get Brothers War product. Yes. You can just get it and you can you draft it. You can just it. get it. I mean, that's going to be pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, so I'm super excited for this weekend. Love playing me some paper. Mm-hmm. After seeing people play at Magic 30, I was like... I need it injected yep. into my veins. It's we so wonderful. It. Um, and everyone loves when Judge Rob comes yeah. on and, and tells us what's what. Before we get started, we of course have some people to thank for making this Judge Rob episode possible. And first and foremost amongst them are you, the listeners, and especially the patrons of this show. And hey, the patrons who get this episode, yes. the Judge Rob the episode, Judge Rob episode. Are Dan- Daniela, Nikki, and Matt. Yay! Daniela, Nikki, and Matt, this one is for you. I mean, this episode specifically is for you specifically. Thank you so much for becoming patrons in the past week. If you want next week's episode to be your episode, you can become a patron too. And there is an extra special bonus coming up. Yes, we have an incentive. In December, if you become a new patron at $10 or more, or you up your current Patreon pledge by $5 or more, you will get a limited edition, 98 of them only, uh... Good luck, high five, boggle cruise playmat with art by our good friend Chris Rodriguez. Um, it is a stunning, awesome playmat. If you play, if you unroll this, like at your LGS, people are gonna say something about it because it looks amazing. Um, and starting on November twenty eighth, so t- November twenty eighth, twenty ninth, and thirtieth, those are like our pre-open days for people who are already patrons. So if you increase your pledge on November 20th, 29th, or 30th, you will also get one of these. So it's worth it to become a patron right now because then you can up your pledge at the end of the month. Make sure that you get in on this sweet, sweet playmat. You could say the 28th, 29th, and 30th is the pre-release of this playmat deal. Wow, the true pre-release. Yeah, so become a $10 a month patron in December. Increase your pledge by five bucks in December. Become a yearly patron in December. You get access to this beautiful beautiful play mat Gorgeous. which you could even frame and hang over your bed and nobody would say boo about nobody it nobody would say boo <laughs> about it 
someone's gonna be like, I hung this over my bed, and my partner is like, Excuse me, you what is that, that weird frog like creature and boat doing in our bedroom? <laughs> and we will personally reply to that person and say, It's great. What are you out. talking about? Calm down. <laughs> this is fine. This art, is people. art. This is art. Uh, thank you as well to our sponsor, Card Kingdom, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF magic, the place to go for. It's just everything. Period. <laughs> <laughs> it's cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, but Whoops. almost. <laughs> GL- cardkingdom.com slash GLHF, your place to go for everything. Everything. Period. period. Yeah, Question you, mark? You can get so much stuff at Card Kingdom. Exclamation point. You can pre-order your Brother's War stuff right yes, there right you now. you can. You can get a box to draft with your friends over Thanksgiving, over the winter holidays. You can get some Unfinity, which yeah. would be super fun to play with your buds, I think. Um, um, and if all. you use, if you go to cardkingdom.com slash GLHF and you put GLHF in your comments of your order, maybe you'll get a sticker or token, man. Yeah. They're a pretty cool, they're pretty a pretty sweet. cool place. Um, pretty, we like them a cool. lot and they sell everything you need for your magical life. You want to bling out your commander deck? Card Kingdom's got your back. Oh yeah. All right, everybody. We've got Judge Rob in the building to go over Brothers War, new mechanics, returning mechanics, tricky cards for your pre-release this weekend. Welcome, Hi. Rob. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. I'm very excited to be to be here again after such a short time. I know. We're talking about how quick set releases are. You after, were just here. After one was just hot here. second. Yeah. Like. Uh, my beard has barely grown, but it has grown. It yes. has grown. <laughs> if you're not watching the video version of this, you simply must, if not for only Judge Rob's magnificent beard. It's yeah. I, I, I don't have, yeah, I don't have a plan and exit strategy. I'm just growing it out. <laughs> and Ruth and Ruth has started to say like, if it gets a little longer, I can braid it. I'm like, Ooh, all right, if that's you, what you oh, want. Yes, that's pretty cool. Yes. You like the Viking look? Yeah. Okay, wow. I'm into it. Oh man, yeah. especially if you do multiples. Yeah, I multiples. Feel like you have to do multiples. Yeah, she's probably gonna like braid it with little stones it or something. Oh or, my yeah. gosh! Oh yes, man. Ruth. Yes. Sick. Endorsed so. by Good Luck High Five. Well, 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 we're so happy to have you here, Rob, to talk about Brothers War pre-release coming up this weekend, everybody, and we want you to be ready. So, um, you normally start off our Judge Rob episodes with the PSA. What do you got this time? Yeah, my PSA is fun should be opt in is what I have have written here. Uh, I was just at KubeCon, which was a blast. And one of the things, one of the most fun things that people did is they drafted the, un, uh, uh, they called it the unreasonable cube. And it, it, it was draft matters cards. It was Aren't uncards. Most cubes unreasonable? No, to no. Be fair? Oh, okay. There were a lot, there were like some, there was a cube called the normal cube, which was just like a set. Um, that was, there was one that was after my own heart, which was, uh, what was it called? It, it was very good. John made it. It was, um, so this Petty is just, nobility. So yeah. just a bunch of cool cubes. That's yeah, it was, it was 24 cubes. It was a blast. But one of the things they did is they you could say no to particular cubes when you signed up. And so you wouldn't get assigned to, to draft that cube. And so the eight players who were oh. playing the unreasonable cube were people that really wanted to draft. To be that. unreasonable. <laughs> Great. <Right. laughs> and so they, it like, I had six different people from that draft come up to me and go, this draft was a blast. This was so fun. This is some of the most fun I've had playing limited, like, in forever. And... Meanwhile, the cube next to them, the devoid cube that doesn't have like <laughs> colored cards in it and the only this lands you can add are wastes and mm-hmm. like they they were opting into different play experiences, right? Yeah. yeah. And so one of the like commander, people talk about rule zero. You talk about this in D&D as well, where you sit down and you say, what are the terms of us having fun? But you can view it more as figuring out whether or not you want to opt into playing 
the thing that has the grand calculatron in it or whether or not you want to opt into the thing where you have to very seriously consider whether or not you should take this basic mountain as a draft pick, right? Yeah, uh, whoa. There, there, were, there were multiple cubes that did not add lands that you just drafted the lands, which was, it's, wow. it's very, it's very like, the, when people hear that it's nerve wracking, they're like, I don't <gasps> just get to add lands. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. seriously. Um, but it, it, this is very fun for different people in different ways. Mm -hmm. And so if you are, trying to present fun to people, let them opt in and let them let them get excited about the thing that you opt in fun with. Mm -hmm. If you're playing commander with silly cards, if you are playing a board game where you have to like physically knock meeples off a thing like terror in meeple city, like these are fun. If you get to opt into it, forcing people to have fun your way will be less fun for them than letting everybody have fun their way and opting into the same the same like Great. shared fun. Well said, Rob. Yeah. Well said. What if so, I build a cube that's just cons of dark here? <laughs> I, I I mean, yes. The, I mean, the, yeah, the, for the, sure. Top five draft formats of yes, all time. I'm my not. block is called Cons of Tarkir. We're drafting Cons, cons of, of Tarkir. I, I would play it because I love Cons of Tarkir. Oh, it's great. I, Can I, I want, ask what was in the Unreasonable cube? What's unreasonable so about it? Un unreasonable was... Um, a lot of different uncards and a lot of different draft matters oh. cards for conspiracy. Okay. There were there were no there were no um dexterity cards. There was nothing like ass whooping that destroys permanents in other games. It was cards that work, right? It was stuff yeah. from it was stuff from Unstable. It was it, like That's it, cool. The, it was designed to be like a silly draft format. The Grand Calculatron, the rules don't really support what it does where you program your hand and stuff yeah, very yeah, well. Yeah, yeah. But it works. Like it doesn't require you to like to like stand up and throw cards from a distance, which is very, very fun when you, when, if you opt into it, for sure. But like, it doesn't work very well in a like tournament setting. Yeah. And so those were, those were all opted out of it again, opting into the fun to make a, it's something that allowed everybody to have fun. Yeah. Um, and so that, like that cube just had a lot of really cool stuff in it. Gwen did a really good job on that cube. Amazing. But, Sounds like a great time. Cool. CubeCon, yeah. CubeCon. Uh, well, let's turn our attention now, if we will, to yeah. Brothers War. And we're going to kick things off with returning mechanics. Returning the first of which mechanics. is Meld, one Meld? of my all-time oh. faves. So Meld is, yeah. It, it, the thing with Meld and Limited before was that you actually did it in Limited, yes. right? <laughs> you are going to do Meld in Yeah, Limited. this seems very hard to accomplish yeah. in Limited. Uh, th these, are, these are pitched for Constructed now. So Meld is, I'm just going to go through the, I'm going to have to talk about two cards and then a third card. Okay. <laughs> uh, Mishra claimed by Gix is red, black two for a three, five legendary creature, Phyrexian human artificer, which is a very tiny type of line. Very short. Oh, very yeah, small. Very font. small. Uh, whenever you attack, each opponent loses X life and you gain X life where X is the number of attacking creatures. If Mishra claimed by Gix and a creature named Phyrexian Dragon Engine are attacking and you both own and control them, <laughs> exile them, then meld them into Mishra lost to Phyrexia. It enters the battlefield tapped and attacking. We'll talk about that. These other two cards now. Phyrexian Dragon Engine, which is a which is a three mana artifact creature Phyrexian Dragon 3-3. Three, three. It has double strike. And it's when, a 2-2, two, two, sorry. Sorry, it's a 2-2. Two, two. I can't, yeah, I scrolled off it. Yep, double strike. Uh, when it enters the battlefield from your graveyard, you may discard your hand. If you do, draw three cards. And it has Unearth of Red Red 3. It has no reminder text on Unearth because it doesn't have room for it. We'll talk about Unearth <laughs> in a little bit. It's a returning mechanic. <laughs> like, um, and then the third thing, which is the back of both of them. A meld. Yes, if you've never seen meld before, meld is like double-faced cards, but instead of like double-faced cards where you have cards and then you flip them over, Instead, with Meld, you flip them over and turn them into one giant card that has, like, 
a half of a card and another half of a card. It's sick. Uh, I love it's it. It's super cool. It makes these giant cards that get to just dominate the battlefield. Mr. Lost of Phyrexia is what these meld into, which is, um, it has no mana cost. It's a legendary artifact creature, Phyrexian Artificer. It's a 9-9. Whenever Mishra Lost of Phyrexia enters the battlefield or attacks, choose three. <laughs> target opponent discards two cards. Mishra deals three damage to any target. Right. Destroy target artifact or planeswalker. Creatures you control gain menace and trample until end of turn. Creatures you don't control get minus one, minus one until end of turn. Or create two tapped power stone tokens. Wow. Choose three. Yeah, choose, choose three. three. So choose it, three. the thing is, though, that like the the way meld works is if you're instructed to meld some things, you check. Do you own these things? As in, did they start the game in your deck? Mm -hmm. Do you control these things? Do you have them under your control right now? And are they non-tokens? And are they the actual physical cards that they represent? Uh, so if I clone Phyrexian Dragon Engine and attack with the clone, I would own the clone, control the clone. It's not a token but I couldn't meld it because it doesn't have the back. Can't wait till I can own and control a clone. Well, you can. And the wow. smelting steals in the set. Messed up, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> I meant like a sheep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cloning people is still illegal. <laughs> <laughs> so it, anytime that you meld something, you exile the components and you bring them back as one big mega permanent. Anytime that you do something of that mega permanent that makes it leave the battlefield, it breaks apart into its component objects. So if you flicker it, if you exile, then return to the battlefield, it'll break apart and then come back as the two objects separately. Um, if it dies, they both go to the grave. They go to the graveyard as a single object and then break apart in the graveyard into the two fa front faces. <laughs> much like many things wow. in graveyards. Much, much, things much in the like graveyard. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you had to pay some extraordinary amount of mana for this, right? <laughs> um, you had to play a four mana spell and a three mana spell and be able to attack with one of them, right? Uh, which doesn't natively have haste. So, and Mishra is the easy one to to do out of the three meld cards in the set, I would say. <laughs> oh, they so, both have to be attacking. They, yeah. they both have to be attacking? Yeah. Yeah, they both, sorry. Yeah, they both have to be attacking, which is for Phyrexian Dragon Engine because it unearths is not that hard. Sure, so, sure, sure, sure. Um, I mean, it could happen. I think and somebody's going to share us, you know, a picture oh, yeah. of this happening at the oh, pre-release. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. At the pre so the pre-release, it's a little, it, and the reason why I say this is for Constructed is Mishra's a mythic. Phyrexian Dragon Engines are rare, so you'd have right. to open both of them yeah. in your pool. Yeah. But if you do, um, you are obligated to play those colors and play them in your deck. Just well, they're FYI. also quite good cards. Yeah. <laughs> like a Phyrexian Dragon Engine's own is just quite fine. Yeah. Two, two, a 2-2 two, two double striker for three that like sometimes randomly draws you a pile of cards is great. Love I'll it. take it. Um, I love, at, I love meld. I think it was so cool. When was the last time we saw it, Rob? Uh, that was in, that was in, uh, Eldritch Moon. Moon. Yeah. Moon. Eldritch Moon. El Eldritch Moon. Yep. And we, when, uh, when they took the two, uh, Umbercool took three angels and jammed them together into the same body. And, yeah. you know, it was sick. It was horrifying yeah, it was very, and great. And I did have, I did have it at my pre-release. That's right. Well, yeah, well the, because of the, like the rats, it, oh, the, yeah. the, a Hanwar Township wasn't that hard to do, and the rats like just happened all the time. Mine was the Gisela and Brunella, whatever. You did Brunella Voice Gisella. of Nightmares? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Pre release. Into Brunella. That, that is an unbeatable card. I, I did that, not lose that pre release yeah. <laughs> ever. It's my best pre release I, in my whole life, I, and I will I'm, never be surprised. <laughs> I had two of one of them. I think I had two Gisellas. Anyway, so uh, that two happened. Two Gisellas so that you could reanimate the... No, Bruno was the bigger one. Right? Yeah, no, was Bruno was the bigger yeah. one. But Gisella was also the one you wanted to cast that was like a 4-3 flying first strike lifelink yes, or something. It was, yeah, yeah, it was, it was great. For it was a busted card yeah, by itself. Like, <laughs> like, you don't need the other half of this card. I apologized <laughs> when I played my deck versus my opponent's <laughs> at pre-release. Anyway, continue. <laughs> anyway, Unearth. 
Um, Unearth is a mechanic from a long time ago, from uh, Conflux or something. Uh, it is. It is. Let's talk about Mishra's research desk here. One mana artifact, one tap and sacrifice it. Exile the top two cards of your library. Choose one of them until the end of your next turn. You may play that card. Unearth for red and one. Um, and it says red and one colon. It's an activated ability. Return this card from your graveyard to the battlefield. Exile it at the beginning of the next end step or if it would leave the battlefield. Unearth only as a sorcery. So Unearth is an activated ability that activates from the graveyard on any permanent card, basically. We've got it originally in creatures. It was only ever on creatures. And then it was, uh, then now it's on non-creatures. It's on artifacts in this set. Cool. And it returns it to the battlefield, grants it haste until end of turn. And then it, the reminder text is kind of a lie. It says exile it at the beginning of the next end step, or if it would leave the battlefield, that means exile it if it would go anywhere else, but exile. So if it's already being exiled, unearth won't care about it. So there's, there's a card in the set that like exiles an unearth card, then returns it to your hand from exile because unearth is like, yeah, you went to exile. I don't care about that. If you have a flicker card, like there's um, touch the spirit realm in Kamigawa neon dynasty that flickers an artifact or creature. If you flicker an unearth thing, it's going to come back and it'll have forgotten him on unearth. Yeah. So it'll it's just, like I was exiled. I forgot I was ever in the graveyard. Your yeah. memory gets erased. Yep. In exile. It, yeah, well, just anytime that you move zones. Oh, okay. It, your your memory is erased. Fun uh, unearth fact. Um, introduced in Shards of Alara. Shards of Alara. As Conflux the, is the second set. The Grixis yep. signature yep. mechanic. I was like, I'm thinking that there's like a there's an unearth zombie that I, that I love from Conflux, and so that's what's just stuck in my head. Um, cool to see it on um, this a card like Mishra's research desk. Yeah, yeah this really is neat. very neat. Like this is this is draw like very like very draw a card and then draw another card. Right. But you like you're out of a very limited set of cards, which is very very cool. Uh, stun counters return on one card. I'm probably going to stop mentioning them after this, but this is only the second set they've been in, and so people are not going to know what they do. Um, involuntary cooldown is blue and three for a sorcery. Tap up to two artifacts and or creatures. Put two stun counters on each of them. And then it reminds you if a permanent with a stun counter would become untapped, remove one from it instead. Stun counters are in the vein of shield counters. They're a counter that does a thing. They say if this would become untapped for any reason, don't untap it. Instead, take a stun counter off of it. Right. As long as they're on something. They're they're just, we should have had them since Ice Age, honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, they make no, sense. It's, no, it's a thing. I like them. Yep. They're they're the wind counters from Free Elise's Winds, which is a card that nobody knows about. <laughs> uh, Surveil is back. I'm very happy about this. Welcome back, Surveil. We love you. Yes. Uh, so Curate is blue and one instant. Surveil two. So Surveil tells you, look at the top X cards of your library, where its number is, then put any number of them into your graveyard and take the rest and put them on the top of your library in any order. And then Curate also has you draw a card after that. And I'm calling this out and I probably never will again because they're making Surveil Evergreen. It's going to mm -hmm. be in like every set. I love this. I'm very happy that it's back. I have mixed feelings about cards being eroded functionally because they changed the text on a bunch of cards like um, Consider. Consider now Surveil 1 draw yeah. card. That's functional because there's things that care about whether or not you surveilled. That it, is true. Uh, yeah. 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 And so enough. like their Underworld Connections, when you Surveil, return it to your hand. Yeah. If it, you and I have both played this deck multiple times, right? <laughs> oh, yes. 
So yeah. disinformation campaign, disinformation okay. campaign, a little, <laughs> a little bit. And so like, I, I'm not a fan of functional errata on cards, but this, it, it's a keyword action now that's just going to be in every set. So it's going to be great. So on uh, new mechanics then are my, my next thing. Prototype, the the cool newest one. Wow, right? yeah, prototype is a heck of a mechanic. I'm very happy about this mechanic. Also, I'm a little weirded out by it because they, this is just double-faced cards, but we'll talk about that. <laughs> I mean, everything's so, double-faced Isn't cards. everything Everything flashback? is kicker, kicker I mean, or double-faced cards. Yeah. <laughs> like, almost every mechanic. So, Spotter Thopter here is an eight-mana artifact creature Thopter. It is a four-five. It is flying, and when it enters the battlefield, scry X, where X is its power. Cool. And it has prototype, which is a little box in the middle. And it says prototype. You may cast this spell with different mana cost, color, and size. It keeps its abilities and types. Um, it has a little mana cost there, blue and three, and two, three. So you can choose as your casting spotter thopter to either play it as its face card, eight mana for a four, five, or you can pay blue and three and you get a two, three. It'll be blue on the stack and on the battlefield, and it will be a two, three. Just as if it was printed with those characteristics. As if the four or five never existed? Yes. There it, was it, never a this, four or five is, here at all. This is a modal double-faced card. Yes. This it, it, Think of it that way. When you cast something with prototype, you are casting it on the back face. And the back face has the same text box, okay. the same type line. Yeah. But instead, it takes that mana cost, shoves it up in the corner, and it takes the power toughness, shoves it down in the corner. Beautiful. And so it behaves just like that. On the battlefield, it has those characteristics, and it retains them. So this will be a four mana card on the battlefield. Um, if it leaves the battlefield or the, st or the stack, then it stops being a prototype and just is the face. This is also, if you touch the spirit realm to flicker it, it'll come back as the not prototype version. <gasps> so this is what people are excited about. Uh, people are, are thinking about like, I can use Charming Prince. That's yes, you can. Good. Wow, Charming uh, Prince uh, just got the, a whole yeah. lot more charming. Well, charming Prince was already pretty good. So <laughs> Charming Prince was already charming. Had a lot of charm, but now he has more charm. But now he has he money. Is, he is. <laughs> <laughs> this prince isn't only charming, now he's also rich. <laughs> hey, that's pretty cool. I, I'm excited to maybe yeah. try that out. The other thing to note is if you clone a thing that was prototyped, you do get the prototyped component. Okay. Um, also, also, if you are told to cast this spell, prototype is not an alternative cost. So if you're instructed to, the, it, like, if you have omniscience out and you may cast spells without paying their mana cost, you get to choose whether or not to prototype or not. It's oh. actually, a, it's really close to double face cards. You're picking a mode, basically. Just like if you were picking whether or not to deal damage to a creature or a player on a, a deal three damage to target creature or three damage to target player or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, you are you are choosing a mode for this spell, and then that persists through its time on the battlefield. And because you can pay alternative costs to pay for this, it makes it very interesting and different from a lot of different similar abilities. Yeah. I will also say, this is the sickest looking Thopter we've ever seen. That Thopter Look at how impressive this I, Thopter is. I wish that every Thopter looked this cool in this yes. set. Like Vindicator, like Urza's Battle Thopter is pretty ugly. Yeah. There's some Thopters in the past that have been unimpressive. Or <laughs> in a Thopter, get out of here. But you know, this is an impressive Thopter. Yeah, this is a cool looking Thopter. I'd ride around in this Thopter. For sure. <laughs> Power Stone Power Tokens. Stone tokens. These are nominally returning, but I don't think anybody ever cast a Karn. Um, <laughs> I cast one at the pre-release. Did you make a Power Stone? Sure did. Wow. You are... You're in the 1%, Maria. <laughs> Finally, the here, one time I can say that in my life. <laughs> so 
power stone tokens, um, things will create them. So stern lesson here is blue and two for an instant. It says draw two cards, then discard a card, and then, then create a tapped power stone token. Uh, power stone tokens are a defined token type. Um, they're artifacts with tap, add colorless. This mana can't be spent to cast a non-artifact spell. So you can do anything you want with it, as long as you don't spend it on your non-artifacts. Um, and we've talked about these before. I just want to make sure that this gets brought up because they are all over in this set. A There's humongous amount of these cards. going to be a pile of power stones yes. in the yeah. corner of your room. Yep. And basically everything this set creates tapped power stone tokens. But that's not a characteristic of power stones. They don't say enter the battlefield tapped. Oh. So if you copy that power stone, like you proliferate uh, to make a, to a copy of a token, or you use a Seekus Chariot to copy it or something, the power stone that comes in isn't tapped. So this is... Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's it's, good to know. It's, it's relevant. You can use the new power stones right away, basically. Um, they also have a mana value of zero. A lot of things in this set care about the mana value of stuff and the mana value of artifacts. And so they're gonna. There's a lot of like destroy target artifact with mana value one or less. Those will get power stones. They Great. they feel like a three mana artifact, like at least intuitively to me, <laughs> but they aren't. They feel like a food token. Yeah. No. 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 They don't feel like a food. What they, do they feel, feel like, like? Power stone shard from original Dominaria. Oh yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like yes. they or like. I mean, it's in the name. Yeah. They they feel like a mana rock. Like they've printed a yeah, hundred like classic three cost mana rock. Yeah. Tap for some colorless yep. man. Yep. But they've got a drawback. So they might be a two mana mana rock, but I still, like, I haven't internalized that two mana mana rocks exist, even though they've existed since, like, Mirage. <laughs> so. Let's talk now about individual cards that individual might cards, uh, yeah. be a little tricky for you. Um, so I want to call it Audacity. Uh, big props to Audacity. Uh, it's, it's, it, Audacity. It's, printed text, it's printed text is wrong. Um, single green. Uh, it's an enchantment aura. Enchanted. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus two plus zero oh and has trample. When audacity is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, draw card. Yeah, what's um, uh, it, what's wrong here, Rob? It, well, there's 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 an article missing in this sentence. When audacity is put into a graveyard from the battlefield, draw draw card. <laughs> yeah, draw card. <laughs> draw card. Amazing. Uh, it, <laughs> draw, draw card. card. Draw card. <laughs> yep. Uh, it, this is a simple editing mistake. This, the Oracle text will have it. it. Though. Uh, <laughs> I just uh, wanted to call out poor audacity. Draw card. It's it's the you know the new rancor. It's not as good as rancor, but it tries very hard. It does try. And no. it's probably going to be like remembered it. for being. It's a good card. Yeah, you're going to see it, and now you can't unsee um, that it's missing. I think you're trying this. to say it's good card. <laughs> yeah, it's good card. <laughs> you're, you got me. <laughs> audacity gives good card. Oh my god, that's great. I <laughs> uh, just. You're not going to unsee it now. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, or we're sorry. <laughs> Dwarven Forge Chanter. Um, red and one for a creature dwarf wizard. It's a one three. It has ward, pay two life. So if an opponent tries to target it, they have to pay two life to, or their thing is countered. And prowess. Um, hmm. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, this creature gets plus one, plus one until end of turn. I'm just shouting out prowess. It's back. Uh, it triggers off every non-creature spell, triggers off your non-creature artifacts, notably. So if you're casting whatever random non-creature artifact, this will trigger Dwarven Forge Chanter. You'll you might have been used to things triggering off instants and sorceries. This is better than that. What if you make some? What if some power stones are coming into play? Well, they aren't spells usually. Well, if you cast a spell that makes a power stone, so Stern Lesson would give you one 
right. trigger. Exactly. But the Power of Stone token isn't a spell, so it's not going to give you any additional triggers. This card seems good. It's pretty good. Uh, I mean, they printed the best Paros creature of all time again in this set. Yes, they Monastery did. Monastery Swift Spears. Spears back. Swift Spears back. Yeah. Swift back. Um, I have three cards here in this block because I just wanted to group them all together. Emergency, Emergency Weld, Weld, Excavation Explosion, and Sibling Rivalry. Okay. Which, man, Sibling Rivalry is a great card name. Um, they... Emergency Weld is black and one sorcery. Return target artifact or creature card from your graveyard to your hand. Create a 1-1 colorless artifact, soldier artifact creature token. Excavation Explosion is red and two for a sorcery. Excavation Explosion deals three damage to any target. Create a tapped power stone token. And Sibling Rivalry, gain control of target artifact or creature until end of turn. Untap it. It gains haste until end of turn. Create a tapped power stone token. What these all have in common is they target a thing, do something, and make a token. But that thing might not be there when they go to resolve. There's a lot of like sacrifice your own stuff things going on in this set. Sure. Mm -hmm. And so if you sibling rivalry their creature and they sacrifice it in response to your spell, sibling rivalry fails to resolve because it's only targets illegal. And so it won't make a power stone token. Gotcha. Right. So um, for this kind of effect, it's like it has to at least have one target. Yep. That's legal. Otherwise, it's just not going to do anything. Exactly. If if it's a targeted if it's a targeted spell, it won't do anything at all. If its targets are gone, as it tries to resolve. Rip. And so, you may be surprised on arena if your opponent like stops you from getting a one one and blows you out. Yeah. Which is, I think, relevant. There's things that remove stuff from your own graveyard at instant speed in this set, which normally I wouldn't care about emergency will, but I was like, oh, there's a bunch of stuff that like eats your own graveyard in this set, so. Um, Argivian Avenger. Uh, it is a six cost artifact creature shapeshifter. It's a five, five hmm. one mana until end of turn. Argivian Avenger gets minus one, minus one and gains your choice of flying vigilance, death touch or haste. Wow. Ooh. Annoying. Uh, yeah. This is, <laughs> this is, this is Urza's Avenger. If they wanted it to be limited playable now in the future. Um, this is a, this is a callback to a card from antiquities and you may activate this more than once. So if you would like to give this vigilance and flying so that you can get in for three damage. Oh, come on. Where's first strike death touch? I know. I know. Uh, there's cards <laughs> that get first kidding. strike in this set. But first strike death touch <laughs> would be real dumb on this card. Yeah. This is a curated list of like being able to Some do relevant things. Some of the things. abilities. Not all well, the abilities. And, and death touch is also relevant because like you can you could give it vigilance, attack with it, and they'll be like, oh, I have a 6-6. Six, six. I don't want to block. You'd be like, great. Take four. Yeah. And then in your turn, you just have a 5-5 five, five back home that you can give death touch to as well. <laughs> I've got a 5-5 um, five, five back home. <laughs> yep. Uh, Demolition Field. Demolition Field's a land. Taps for colorless. Two tap and sacrifice it. Destroy target non-basic land and opponent controls. That land's controller may search their library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. You may search your library for a basic land card, put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle. This is Field of Ruin, right? Mm -hmm. This looks exactly like Field of Ruin, except in lim in Commander and Multiplayer, it's different. Field of Ruin says each player may search. Wow, so, so you could not yeah. be involved in the interaction at all and just be yeah, like, You just sick. ride along in Field of Ruin sometimes oh, in Commander. That's so funny. <laughs> that's very funny. <laughs> like, it, it, like in, in budget builds where you're like, I need a little bit of like land destruction in my lands, like... You'd be playing Field of Ruin and then like I Field of Ruin your land and then you're like, sure, nice. I'll take an island. Great, great work. <laughs> um, great and work, so team. Uh, Demolition Field fixes that problem. <laughs> um, but it gives you a second Field of Ruin if you want to play Field of Ruins. So there's now eight Field of Ruins in Pioneer. Wow. wow. Okay. That's a lot of Field I, of Ruins. I, look, I play Ponza. I care about destroying lanes. We too. know, well, so. Rob. <laughs> we just know. rude. 
classically rude. If you're one of those players, <coughs> Cube April, who likes to destroy lands, this may be for you. We love you. Wait. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> um, levitating statue. Levitating statue is a two-mana artifact. It has flying. It's not a creature. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on it. For two mana, it becomes a one-one construct artifact creature until end of turn. I love it. Yep. So Cute. this is a, this is unusual because you don't usually see flying on non-creature cards. Yeah, that is um, weird. Uh, because it's designed to not have to like, it's more words to take that flying and put it down in the activated ability. Mm -hmm. And also there's a lot of things that like will animate it in this set. Um, and so you can animate it, make it a four, four, and you want it to get flying. So you have to put flying on the card separately. Yeah. So it's not yeah. part of the activation. Yeah. So it's not part of the activation Great. because oh, that way you, you don't it. have yeah. to override its, its other power and toughness sure. with the one, one in order to give it flying. Also the plus one, plus one counters will stick around happily on non-creature things. It'll have those forever. And then sometimes <laughs> you'll, you'll animate levitating statue and just get them for like six or something. Sick. I like um, this. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I like this card. A uh, skyfisher spider. Uh, green, black, two for a 3-3 three, three creature spider. It has reach. When Skyfisher Spider enters the battlefield, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, destroy target non-land permanent. When Skyfisher Spider dies, you may gain one life for each creature card in your graveyard. If you do, exile Skyfisher Spider from your graveyard. So the the first ability, or this, well, this, the not reach first ability is a triggered ability that when it dies or when it enters, you may sacrifice something else. And then it makes another trigger if you do that. And then that trigger will target a non-land permanent. Uh, so you have to sacrifice a thing to get that trigger. It's a reflexive trigger. The second ability is going to give you life regardless of whether or not you exile the spider. It gives you life and then tries to exile the spider if you chose to gain life from it. So if it's not there, eh, whatever, you still gain the life. Uh, I'm sorry, everybody. I have a busy day. I have to go try to exile the spider. <laughs> Yeah. No, thank you. It's, I mean, this might be one of your grossest cards anyways. So it is pretty stinking gross. Pretty gross. Pretty gross. Pretty. Uh, Spectrum Sentinel. I love this Sentinel's what, whatever this is. This double is, Blade. Yeah, this is a refugee. This is like a double halberd, right? Yeah, with rainbows coming uh, off yeah, of it. Yeah, this is a refugee from Ravnica, right? Like, what is going on? It, like, this doesn't feel like a card from Antiquities, right? I don't know. It should be prediction from colored if it wanted to just be antiquities. Multicolored is like caring about multicoloredness feels really yeah, ravenous. That is to true. Me. Mm -hmm. uh, so, sorry. Spe spectrum, the Spectrum Sentinel, one mana for a one two artifact creature soldier. Protection from multicolored. Whenever a non basic land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, you gain one life. So, protection from multicolored. Card color is determined by. The mana cost of the card or the prototype cost, or if it's the back face of something like a meld card, it'll have a color identity that is baked into the card. Um, so Mishra is a black red card. Mm -hmm. um, it has, it's got the black red frame. It's actually tied into the- So you mean like the nine nine is black red? Yes. Yeah, the the back face, right. the, the melded the melded Mishra, you know, the melded wreck boy. You. Yeah, mm -hmm. choose three. Yeah, that Mishra is multicolored. <clears throat> So Spectrum Sentinel, though, doesn't care about off-color activated abilities. So if you're like a red creature with a white activated ability, you are not a multicolored creature. Uh, it matters for commander building because that's your color identity, but that's not being multicolored within game rules. 
Interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a weird card. Yeah. It's, in this yeah. It's very, like I looked at it. I was like, I don't, why is this here? So Drafna, founder of Latinam. Drafna is blue and one for a two, one legendary creature, human artificer advisor. I don't know why she needs, or he needs to be an advisor, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> look at that way that he is I looking mean, at look that at, paper. This is just like a classic, like teacher dude. <laughs> yeah, no, that, I, I'm that fine with him being a teacher That is an advising si- stance. <laughs> yes. And like that, that face that he's making is just like, mm. and let me advise. Ooh. Artificer yeah, like, is what I have the problem with. Yeah, he's, well, no, he can't not, Drafna can't not be an artificer. Have you ever cast Drafna's restoration? No. Okay, I don't even know fair. what that card is. Eh, it like returns artifacts from somewhere to okay, somewhere else. Okay. So yeah, no, he's, he's like, yeah, that, that whole thing's going to have to come out. I, <laughs> why'd you even install that? Uh, yeah, this is going to be like $10,000. But Drafna's abilities are blue and one return target artifact. You control to its owner's hand. Oh, prototype. You put it back in the go. Yep. The, and three tap copy yeah, target artifact spell you control. It reminds wow. you the copy becomes a token. So Drafna copies spells. It does not copy activated abilities and will not copy Unearth, which is an activated ability. And he won't copy making power stones, but he'll copy some spells that make power stones. Okay. So there's like an artifact creature that ETBs to make a power stone. Um, he'll copy that. And then you'll get two of that and two power stones. Great. Um, cool. And so just be aware that you're not going to be be able to like be able to cast blue spells and copy the power stones off of them with Drafna. The flavor text says alongside his wife, Herkel, Drafna yep. built a legacy of scholarship that endured for millennia. So Herkel of Herkel's recall, yes. I assume. Yep. I just got to say, if my name was Herkel, I would change it. <laughs> <laughs> well, but hold on. I got to I got to agree with you. <laughs> you me. speak Welsh. Herkel. Look, the Welsh is beautiful, Rob. Yeah, th- how do you know Herkel's name isn't beautiful in, in whatever language she, her name Ain't comes Herkel. from? Herkel. Herkel. Like, I, she's next on my list for oh, interesting cards is. even. There she is, Herkel. Yeah. Herkel, Master Wizard. Herkel. Herkel. Oh, I named you after my sound I make when I purge. Well, that, that's what people think about Welsh. They're wrong, though. I know they're wrong. I'm trying to, I'm trying to broaden your horizons about whatever Herkel <laughs> name is. I'm not trying to, to put dom- down Welsh. The Dominarian language. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to speak Dominarian. Put out a language guide. I would love to learn it. Thank you, Wizards. <laughs> yeah, make, make up a whole new fictional language just for, yeah, for it'll be Maria. Easy. It'll be easy. Yeah. Dude, barely even an inconvenience. Herkel! Master yeah, Wizard. Herkel Master Wizard. Blue, blue, one. Uh, Herkel is a 2-4. She's a legendary creature, human wizard advisor. At the beginning of your end step, if you've cast a non-creature spell this turn, reveal the top five cards of your library. For each card type among non-creature spells you've cast this turn, you may put a card of that type from among the revealed cards into your hand. Put the rest on the bottom of your library in a random order. Uh, this is a word maze. It's very difficult to figure out I what Herkel does. I fell asleep halfway through, I'm not going right. to lie to you. So what Herkel does is you go to your end step and Herkel goes, did you cast a non-creature spell? Because I hate creatures. And you go, yeah, I cast an artifact this turn. And Herkel goes, great, I'm going to trigger. I'm going to reveal five cards. You cast an artifact. You may pick an artifact from them. You oh, cast I an see. artifact and a sorcery. You get to pick an artifact and a sorcery. Cool. Oh. If, if you cast something that is both an artifact and an enchantment, uh, you'll get uh, like one spell that's an artifact enchantment, like um, uh, like uh, Bident of Thassa sure. or whatever of the, yeah. the the legendary artifact enchantments from Theros. Uh, 
Oracle will say, you cast an artifact. There's an artifact and enchantment there. You can take both from the, from the stack. Ooh, nice. Um, the thing that I've seen people want to do with this is cast like tribal cards. So you get like three of those. You get like Bitter Blossom. You get Tarfire. And then mm. the, the list is very bad from there. Um, all the rest combined are probably one card. Uh, but Herkel will let you get a tribal card and whatever the base type of it was. If, so Herkel can draw you two cards a turn or three cards a turn. It is tricky and it's a puzzle to figure out how to do so. Herkel will also see cards you cast before Herkel. <laughs> Sorry, you just said Herkel so many times. Herkel. She started semantically satiated, and now we're just we're, we're way out yeah. there, right? Yeah, we are. Um, oh boy! So uh, if you cast, say, Manamorphose, uh, which is add two mana, draw a card, um, and then use that mana to cast Herkel, Herkel will say, "Did you cast any non-creatures this turn?" I don't care if they happen before me. I'm smart enough to figure that out. And you'll say, "Yeah, I cast an instant. I cast Manamorphose," and then Herkel will go, "Great." Here's five cards. Pick an instant. Mm -hmm. So nice. Uh, she is one of the more complicated phrasings of at the beginning of your instant. Maybe draw up to three cards. Yeah, that I've ever seen. But yeah. yeah. So there's a cycle of commands in this set, and I'm very excited about them. I'm gonna go with Titanius command. Green, green four, sorcery. Choose two. Exile target player's graveyard. You gain one life for each card exiled this way. Or, search your library for up to two land cards, put them onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle. Or, create two 2-2 two, two green bear creature tokens. Chosen. <laughs> or, put two plus one plus one counters on each creature you control. Nice. So you'll pick two of these, and for any of these commands, Mishra was the same above, but he didn't really matter, but Titania's command does. You do them in the order printed. So if you choose two bears and put two counters, your bears come out, and then you put counters on them. Okay. So Sick. she makes two bears and then puts two counters on each of them. Her, so her, like the the minimum for this spell is make eight power worth of creatures. Uh, seems good. Yeah, I, I thought I was very excited by it. Yep. I looked at it. I was like, oh. Also, one thing to note: this does not search for basic lands. This searches for any lands. This is primeval titan as a sorcery. Oh, nice. <laughs> all right. So uh, if you care about this and you want to, you know, you know, find a. Valakut. Yeah, find two, find two Valakuts, you can. Nice. This is an option. But then remember, they're not going to trigger. Well, unless they were the already mountains. Play. Yes, yeah. unless your Valakuts are mountains, in which case, nice work. Yeah. <laughs> you did it. Uh, Mishra, Tamer of Makfawa. Mishra is red-black three for a four-four legendary creature human artificer. Permanents you control have ward. Sacrifice a permanent. Oh, wow. sick. <laughs> this is a really brutal ward cost. Wow. Like, um, each artifact card in your graveyard has unearth of red, black one. So what this does is it lets you unearth any artifact from your graveyard, put it onto the battlefield with haste. It'll last until the end of the turn and then get exiled. Mishra, you're great. Thumbs Mishra up. is incredible. One thing to note with unearthing arbitrary cards is there's a lot of cards in this set with dies triggers. Um, cards that are unearthed do not die. They don't go to the graveyard. They go to exile if right. you would try to send them to the graveyard. So if you if you unearth something that has a when this dies, do a thing, it will get exiled at the end of turn or if it trades in combat or whatever and then not get the dies trigger. 
Yeah, going to exile is not dying, everybody, yeah. okay? And, and, and very specifically, Unearth overrides any time it tries to go anywhere except exile with send it to exile. So it never gets to go to the graveyard. It replaces that with going to exile. The stasis the coffin. Stasis, the stasis coffin. The Thanos' most, coffin. Most metal card name in the yes. set. Uh, three mana, legendary artifact. Two tap and exile it. You gain protection from everything until your next turn. What? This is surprisingly less complicated than the card it references, Taunus' Coffin. <laughs> like, this is just Taunus' Coffin printed with entirely get different words. Get in the coffin! Get in the coffin. Yep. Uh, get in the coffin. Get in, losers. I mean, who's um, going? In, who's getting in the coffin? You or your opponent, that's my question. You're getting you, in the coffin. You're getting in the coffin, so you're you can be- You're in stasis. Yeah, so you can be in stasis. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, so, what protection does, and we kind of glossed over this on the protection from multicolor. Protection does four things. You can't be damaged by sources that are the thing, which in this case is everything. D. You can't be enchanted or equipped. You can't have things attached to you that are of that. E. e. B is you can't be blocked by things. If you were somehow a creature, e. if you were somehow a creature, you couldn't be blocked by things <laughs> that are anything. And T is T. targeted. You can't be targeted by th by anything. That's the anagram yeah. debt, yeah. everybody. Debt. For, that's helped me remember about yeah. protection. I, I remember protection via debt all the time. And so the the thing is that anything that doesn't damage you or target you. from debt. You know what I, I mean? I, <laughs> man. <laughs> I just made Rob. Sorry. He just went sad. Yeah. Yeah. We refinanced our house last year so we could put in like wow. new, we could put in a new AC and furnace yeah. and, uh, yeah, that's I cast, expensive. Uh, Stasis coffin. Stasis yeah. coffin. Stasis yeah, please, coffin. please. <laughs> put me in the coffin. Put me in the coffin. <laughs> um, so if something doesn't damage you or target you or enchant or equip you, then Stasis coffin really doesn't do anything about it. So, most things do. Um, this will this will stop creatures from damaging you. It won't stop them from being declared as attackers. So if they want to attack you, they can. It just won't do anything. What if um, I want to um, attack and they can't block me then? No, no, no. You gain protection. Your permanents don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> just Got it. you have protection. You're in the coffin. Your I'm creatures in the coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, got it. You're in the coffin, not your creatures. Yeah, there's only room for one in this coffin, Maria. You're in the coffin. Makes sense. So they, it, like, you could attack them, and they'll be like, "Yeah, block, whatever." Your creature doesn't have protection from anything. How much would it cost for you to be buried alive? How much? No money. For there's no, wait, money. Wait, no, no. Are you asking me how much I would be paid to be buried alive? Yes, but I'm gonna put a time on it. You have to be buried alive for 24 hours. Okay. <laughs> How much money? No, no, Wait, okay. no, I, 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 no, no, so no. Is this one of those like, I have like a scuba respirator on yes. and like a catheter? You, or? you, yes, you have some kind of poop poop situation. <laughs> it's solved. You are where you have oxygen. And they've left you a bag of Doritos. A bag, I'm in a coffin. A bag in of the Doritos. I, I'm definitely not taking the bag of Doritos into the coffin, by the way. <laughs> That's Ross, optional. Ross That's optional. Thank you to the bag of Doritos. <laughs> Be like, I'm good. I, I, I could live without Doritos for 24 hours. Well, also, that makes one of us. Also, I don't even like Doritos. So, like. <laughs> You're telling me, Megan, you would not be buried for 24 hours with a bag of Doritos and a catheter for $1 million. No, that's not enough I money. I cannot believe it. $10 million? I'll start thinking about it. Yeah. 
But I honestly think that anything less than 10 million and maybe not even 10 million, it might be closer to 100. <laughs> It might would be you, closer to a hundred million. God, I would do it for like if 500 were, bucks. If you were given the entirety of Twitter, like the company free and clear, yeah. right? That's not enough. I need some cold hard cash. <laughs> oh, you could probably pillage Twitter for a lot of money. All right, fair enough. Can I sell it to back to Elon Musk? Oh, yeah, yeah. $40 billion? No, 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 no. no. You, you probably couldn't get 40 billion now that Elon Musk has touched it. No, yeah, it's probably now only it's, 20. No, it's oh, not. Okay, it's okay. worth half. Do you know what? 20 billion? Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. We've got the line. <laughs> My uh, line is $20 billion. Oh, <laughs> uh, the stone brain. <laughs> so what happens to your brain after being that common 24 hours. <laughs> I agreed. Uh, it's a two mana legendary artifact Two tap and exile it. Choose a card name, search target opponents, graveyard hand and library for up to four cards with that name and exile them. That player shuffles, then draws a card for each card exiled from their hand this way. Activate only as a sorcery. Uh, so the stone brain is gesture's cap. Uh, the, yeah, this the, card is brutal. This card is is brutal and cool. It exiles itself, so it's hard to recurse except for Karn, the great creator, who just gets to use it any number of times. The one thing that's really unusual is you can name the card planes with this. This doesn't say card other than a basic land. Oh. You can name it any card whatsoever and find four copies of it. Someone can go yoink. Wow. Yoink your lands. That would, uh, that would be damaging to me. Um, in many ways with boggles with this card. Well, what it does is like, I've kept, I keep looking at this now because I'm like, I can play this with blood moon. Well, yeah, sure. I can take your basics. Yeah. What are you going to do? Nothing. I'm going to (laughs) lose. Yeah. Um, so just be aware. Somebody can name basic lands with this card. Okay. Um, Wow. That's yeah. Arcane proxy. It's one of those prototype cards. Love this. Seven mana artifact creature wizard. It's a four, three. And I'm going to talk about the prototype as well. The prototype is blue, blue one and makes it a two, one for both of these. You get the text when arcane proxy enters the battlefield. If you cast it, exile target instant or sorcery card with mana value less than or equal to arcane proxies power from your graveyard. Copy that card. You may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So good. Yeah. So you get to like, Mm. like, at the at the low level at the blue blue one for Megan's two one thoughts. yeah you ever wanted danger, to just like danger. you ever wanted to like cast a two one that just considers yes yeah all the time all the time and then uh, it has the when you cast if you cast this from your hand to make sure that if you flicker this you just get a four three um you don't get another free spell oh fine yeah um the one thing to note is and I saw this at the pre pre release so there's a bunch of old frame artifacts in the set right. And you get to play those in limited if you open them up. There are copy effects. Both um, the the one of note is, uh, thanks brain. Uh, are you having stone brain stone right now? Brain I'm, right I'm now. having I'm having stone brain right now. Sculpting steel. Sculpting steel is the card I'm thinking. Of. Okay. It as it enters the battlefield copies an artifact. Mm-hmm. If you cast that, it meets the conditions for arcane proxy. When it enters the battlefield, if you cast it. You cast that sculpting steel that's entering the battlefield that's copying Arcane Proxy. And so if you copy Arcane Proxy this way, you will get this trigger. Cool. And you will copy either the prototype or non-prototype depending on which the original Arcane Proxy was. Yeah. So it's like that's the the way that you get a second Arcane Proxy and a second trigger from Arcane Proxy. Nice. Uh, You can also like bounce this with Drafna which seems quite quality to me. (laughs) Quite quality has been called. Yeah. Um, Seranth Great Worm. Green, red, four for a creature worm. It's a seven, six. Trample. Whenever a land enters the battlefield, 
create a tapped Power Stone token. Oh, is that land. all? Yeah. Any land. Your opponent's lands? Did they enter the battlefield? Well, then you get Power Stones for them. Oh, nice. Oh. <laughs> Hello. This is what's important. I, I read the card. I was like, all right, I'm going to, I already had all six of my land. Why am I not going to make Power Stones? And I'm like, oh. Oh, oh well, wow. yeah. I'm just gonna make power stones all the time. You're gonna have so run. many. You're gonna yeah. have so much mana. What is the most expensive artifact in this set? Is it nine mana? I think that yeah. There's a nine mana colossus. Yeah, I don't know um, if there's anything more than nine mana, but you've already hit six, seven, eight, nine. So you could, I guess, you could use three extra power stones. Yeah, uh, to cast that bad there's boy. Also, there's also a bunch of X's. So like, oh sure. Um, there's a bunch of oddball like bunch of mana and an X. Oh, there's tens. Oh, uh, Ruskalite's a 10. Oh, a 10. Okay. And so is Woodcolor Automaton. I didn't plan on ever casting them for their face. I was like, these are prototype cards. Uh, I'm not going to, oh, I'm not going to cast Rust Goliath for its cost. It costs five for Dream three, five. Big, Rob. Dream big. I, 10 mana is a lot. <laughs> like, it is. I don't think that the, it, like this looks faster than Rise of the Eldrazi, which is the only format where I've ever reliably cast 10. I mean, not if you flood as often as I do. <laughs> Fair. Fair. <laughs> Megan somehow floods more than everybody else. <laughs> Wouldn't it be like just the funniest thing if everybody had stats like, oh, I, I flooded and you could find the most flooded player of Magic the Gathering. I would love to know the most flooded player of <laughs> Magic the Gathering. I, I've always kind of wanted this on like Magic Online or Arena. I would love quarterly stats of you've cast Llanowar Elves 109 times this quarter. Oh, yeah. Right? Sure. Yeah. And like. I'd be like, yeah, sounds about right. <laughs> um, just yes. like, it, it just like if they gave you like your five most cast cards. Oh man, I was this just made me think of this because I would love to know the stats on this. I've been playing, I've been playing the Grease Fang deck in uh, Explorer. Get the rag in mm -hmm. the ship. It's so great. It's so great. The number of times that all you do is get Grease Fang goes on the stack and your opponent concedes. Bye. Yep. Bye. <laughs> because do you know what? The number is quite high. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, it really is. I, I've had extended like fights over Grease Fangs where I'm just like, finally, the last time I'm like, all right, you got me. <laughs> They're just like stacked that Grease Fang the third time. And I'm like, okay. I'm all um, right. legit curious um, how the Power Stones factor into the ease of casting these cards at their higher mana values. Yeah. Yeah. I'll be excited. I, we'll find out. I'm really excited. So prototypes a very, very good limited mechanic in that if you flood, it rewards you. But it doesn't punish you for not flooding. Yeah. Right. I'm not going to put a 10 mana card in my library, but I will play Rust Goliath in basically every green deck because it's a three, five reach trample for five. It's fine. Yeah. Um, Like n n maybe not every green deck, maybe 90% of my green decks will want that. But like the, the, the mechanic itself is just going to be like similar to kicker, which kicker is always good. Right. You yeah. play almost all your kicker cards almost all the time. Yeah. Yeah, set looks sweet. Excited to get out there and try it this weekend. Um, like we mentioned, you can check out the PPR from Loading Ready Run over on yes. their Twitch channel, which happened last Friday. So that's twitch.tv slash Loading Ready Run if you want to watch them play I before you head out. I think it went up on YouTube today, actually. Yeah, yeah, and it's on yeah. YouTube too now. Yep. Um, so you can check that out. Uh, were you a judge? Yep. Rob was a chat judge for, yep. for that event too. Uh, no big deal. We know we only <laughs> use the best here on Look, Good Luck High Five. I, I didn't get invited to chat judge for a long time. The people who have been doing it for a long time are much better than me at that time. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Oh, Min look, he's also humble. Well, wow. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna claim I'm better than Min. Min is very, very good. Pharmacist <laughs> judge. He's great. Pharmacist judge. Iconic. Yeah. I was at a wedding with him last week. Wow. <laughs> <Humble> break. <laughs> <laughs> We're friends. What? what? Okay. <laughs> We're friends oh, in real life. What do you just know? keep going. <laughs> he's 
he's, yeah. a, he's a random dude in the chat. Sure. He's just really nice. Who I like you're him. you're friends with. We get it. We are at the same place. We get it. Time to crown cutest and grossest card from the Brothers War. Okay, grossest card. Maybe influenced by the fact that I saw a silverfish in my apartment last night oh, and God screamed a oh. lot about it. Uh, is gurgling anointer? <laughs> this card is <laughs> disgusting. I it's, love the name. It's got a, it's got everything wrong about it. Mm. You know, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of legs. <laughs> it has weird body. It so, has weird, weird the, bubble uh, body. The, the one thing that I think that it doesn't have, which I'm glad it doesn't, is an ovipositor. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it could be worse. Yeah. Because because if it had an ovipositor, I'd see that whole body as egg sacs. No, let's not talk about it. Okay. That's it could worse. be egg sacs, though. <laughs> like, let's not talk yeah, I mean, about it. It could be. It could be it egg could sacs. Be. It could be. Look, it's just bad. Okay. Yeah. It's just bad. Look at this. What is what is its face? What are its spooky arms? Yeah. And this what is, is this gr- This is what you body? get for Frexian horrors. Welcome to the return yeah. of Frexian. This is real bad stuff. I love bad it. times. This is really cute. <laughs> um I've chosen I mean I've got a lot of cute cards in, um, in this set surprisingly enough. Um I thought there wasn't going to be a lot because we're having a war. Um but a trench stalker is a Maria style cute card which is <laughs> Just a, a stocky little trench guy with two big I saw red this earlier eyes. and I was like, Maria's gonna, this is gonna be on Maria's <laughs> list. It's, I mean, it's my style for sure. Yeah. Right along the lines of like the first ever few cutest cards when there was legit no cute He's cards just printed. Like, <laughs> uh, I just, like, I just the love them. He's making. Then there's some traditional cute cards like Fade from History, which has th- uh, three little bear cubs having a cute, Very cute bear cub time. Very cute. Too cute though. It's I'm saccharine. It's saccharine. Um, teething wormlet, very cute. However, I feel pandered to. <laughs> I could not. I uh, I am so mad because teething wormlet is so cute. It's pretty cute. Teething wormlet is like Pixar cute. It's Pixar cute. Yeah. Yes, and uh, that to me is over the line. <laughs> wow. wow. I I don't even know what the art direction on this had to be. Like, did they tell Jesper like? Because it, it's, it, it, they tell him just like, I don't know, make a worm. It owns a bird, I guess. Like, <laughs> this is like, I hope that's me, what it was. <laughs> draw me a worm that owns, owns a bird, bird I yes. guess. <laughs> that's what it is. Uh, and if you know me, you know, I like robots. Um, so Mine Worker is on the list for sure for being a cute little robot down in a mine, has a drill arm handy, yeah. um, and also a cute little robot face. But I'm going to go with the cutest card for this set is none other than Power Plant Worker. Wow. <laughs> Another cute little robot. Um, I just think it has to be a robot in this set because we're in the Brothers yeah. War and it's an artifact set. Um, and this is a very small. We had to we had to confer to confirm this was a small robot. It yeah. is because there is a foot for scale yeah. in this art. It's, it's right next to somebody's foot. It's a four four. That's as small as your ankle. That's yeah. weird. I agree, Spooky. Rob. It's kind of yeah. strange. Beware. I, Beware of this tiny little, I don't even know what it does. <laughs> it's got two I, glowing shoulder pads. Actually, I wonder, is that a mech foot instead of a human foot? Uh-oh. It's hard is to tell the scale in this. big robot? No, you see those humans in the back? They're also wearing these boots. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Those are the, those so this are the is same boots. human size, so yeah. it's as big as a foot. And if this was running around on the ground with its sloopy little legs and its tiny little, you know, whoop, bulb shoulders. Yeah, the, the scales are to tell, like, how far away are those people in the back? Are those right next to it? No, no. way. They're far away. They're far away yeah. because of this. So, yeah. um, in my opinion, you would think this was quite cute if you saw it. Yeah. 
Um, so power plant worker, congratulations. You are cutest card in Brothers War. And I will not be pandered to Wizards of the Coast. Wow. <laughs> yes, you will. You absolutely Boo. will. You'll Boo. call out their cards specifically. You'll be like, look, look at how cute this card is. I did choose a pandered card one time. Yeah. One time. I was there. Yeah. <laughs> Regret it to this day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Rob. You're welcome. Um, for hanging out with us, going through everything uh, with us. Excited to play some cards this weekend. Yeah. yeah. This set's going to be great. I'm Woo. I'm really excited about getting to revisit antiquities. Like I made a wish list when people are like the Brothers War, and it's like, all right, it's got to have Taunos and Hercule and Felden in it. Hercule, yeah, and you know, it's like I had a whole list of people. They were like, all right, we're just going to print everybody, all your old friends from you know 1993, and I'm like, cool, sick, <laughs> great, yeah, Maria. It's just that they they would have to have like go to go through so much to explain how Hercule changed her name, and like why she changed her name. It would be too much. What she changed her name to. And they probably keep it on the card. They'd be like, they'd be like Hercule. Uh, yeah, they'd be like Jane Hercule in quotes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> she just goes with Jane. <laughs> I'm sick of it. Do you know what? I just want something Jane nice and basic. Time to say thank you to Ultra Pro for being an amazing sponsor of the show. That's right. Ultra Pro has so many great ways to celebrate magic with magic accessories. Um, we talked a little bit last week about how they have the secret lair if looks could kill playmats. Love them. Uh, which are so good. Ship it if to you, me. <laughs> like us, are in love with Reflector Mage slash that cat specifically. It's great. On Reflector Mage. Guess what? The best way to have the biggest picture of that cat possible is, is to this get play this playmat. Um it is really, really great. They also have some really cute new dice pouches. Yes. Um, they have slivers and mirrors. And cute. they're just so MYR mirrors. Yeah. Mirror. Mirrors. Mirror. Mirror. Are they mirror? I wonder yeah. if the plural of them is mirror. Like Probably. Oh, more mirror. You're a not, bunch of mirrors. You're not going to be like, look at those mirrors. Because everyone <laughs> would be confused. Yes. Especially if they're looking into mirrors. Point is, um, you can get those as like their cute little dice bags cute you can get them as their cute little like figurines love it um so if you're like oh sweet you know we're going back we're going back to dominaria um we're going back to the original planes of magic i want to celebrate some of these like cool original yes. creatures from ye old days of magic you can do that with ultra pro yeah you can go to ultrapro.com use code glhf at checkout for five percent off whatever you buy uh, we're coming up on Black Friday and everything and a bunch of sales that are going to be happening. And I just want to let you know that if there's a sale on Ultra Pro, you can use the code GLHF that will stack on top of what it other sales they have. It stacks. It stacks. Nobody tell them because I'm not sure they know, but I want you it to stacks. know. We're telling you <laughs> and not them, okay? It stacks. So go get that deal before they figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, everybody, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Mad props to you for listening. You yes. are now a leg up above the competition for your Brothers War pre-release. You're so ready. If people at the pre-release are like, I'm not sure that that's how it works. You can be like, you can be mm. like Judge Rob told me. You can um, you can well actually them. And you we can. give you permission. And we give you permission. <laughs> well, actually, I listened to the Judge Rob episode of Good Luck yes, High Five. exactly. Well, You're actually, absolved. it's only acceptable when followed by I listened to the Judge Rob episode of Good Luck High Five and they said. Actually, you know, well, actually, a uh, last pre-release that I went to, I used knowledge which I gained wow. from listening to Judge Rob in our episode 
there at the pre-release. Go. It happened in real life to me. Yeah. So yeah, um, we encourage you to go out there, have a great time at your local game store. Like we said, it comes out on Arena on the 15th. There's going to be an early access streamer event happening this Thursday on the 10th if you want to check that out. Yes. Thank you once again to Daniela, Nikki, and Matt. Yes. I hope you loved your episode. Congrats. And now that you are patrons, you can go into the Discord and claim which part of this, <laughs> which Judge Rob fact is yours specifically. And remember our sweet playmat deal. Get in early yes. now with your membership to increase by five next month to get the sweet boggle cruise play yes. um it's a beaut it it's is a it's gorgeous beaut. um get out yeah. there and vote everybody get out there and vote today is voting day Yay. here in the states Woo. and we want to say that you should participate within the society that you live yes <laughs> guess what it's your responsibility stinking vote man as a human being go vote <laughs> go vote and you can say well actually marie and megan told me to go vote so yes, you can use you that, can say if that if you that's want that's the second instance in which you can say well actually well actually marie and megan said go vote so <laughs> see you next week <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>